All right, welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. I'm Ryan. We're here with Jeremy, as always. How's everybody doing this fine winter afternoon? So, first and foremost, that was uh, the title track and Oh Fatal Practicality from Last Gasps, Who Wants to Die Tonight. Um, If you haven't heard the album, definitely go check it out. Uh, They are playing a show at Outer Limits Lounge in Detroit on May 25th, which is right before Tide Down. So if you're looking for something to do before then and you're able to make it, fucking do it. Um, I do want to note, in the interview, we recorded this a few weeks ago. So some of the shows that were talked about were, uh, they've already happened. So if if you hear it and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to go to that, you you fucking missed it. Um. But anyways, uh, there was a couple little glitchy issues. I cleared it up for the most part. Uh, so, Jeremy, unless you have anything else, we're going to get into uh, oh, talking with it, man. Joe, Tony, and Dave here. So, enjoy. All right. So, Joe, Dave, and Tony, thanks for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys are three quarters of Last Gasp. What's up? Yeah. What's How's up, it going, man? Thanks guys? for having us. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, like, thank you for taking the time tonight to jump on. I mean, uh, some people are like, fuck, it's Friday, I'm going to party. Yeah, I didn't, I appreciate it. You guys seem like more busy with shows and uh, whatnot, and Friday is kind of a a work day, or a work night sometimes, you know? Right, right. Yeah, we got the night off. Cool. I mean, first and foremost, we both love the album. Like, I was, uh... I've been listening to it for a few, I don't know, it seems like a month now, two months maybe. Yeah, it came out on Halloween, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know it's been a bit. Not too long, though. I mean, it's only three months. Yeah, it's really not that long, I think, about it. I love the, I want to get into album artwork down the road here, but like that was the first thing that caught my eye. Nice. That was was the intention of it, honestly. Yeah, we just want to, you know, maybe do something. First of all, we like uh synthwave okay. music collectively as a band and uh we just kind of thought it'd be appropriate to have something that wasn't just your stereotypical hardcore artwork right yeah we're into synthwave too but like from my end honestly i don't know enough to um speak on it if you will you know what i'm saying but yeah that cover is definitely like whoa what the fuck and you have to like <laughs> listen to it you know yeah, we kind of just, we wanted something where if someone's going through it, you know, on a record bin, they're going to at least stop and pull it out just to, you know, check it out. Yeah, I mean, the colors grab you, like, immediately, and then the more you look at it, the more, like, little things that you catch in the album artwork, like the license plate has the album name on there. And I, just, I didn't notice that until, <laughs> yeah. like, a month after the album came out. <laughs> Neither did I. Really? Yeah. I, was, I just blew it. Like, I took a picture, and I was just going to mention that. It's funny. Uh, so before I get like too into things, uh, can you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves just so people can put names to voices? Yeah, I'm Dave. I play guitar. I'm Joe. I play bass. I'm Tony. I play drums. And before we continue, I just want to say Dave Maynard did the artwork because we were just talking about it. Yeah. So. Shout, right out. Shout out. I'm going to, I want to get back into that anyways. So. Okay, cool. I just wanted to, while I we were. didn't want that glossed for sure no i planned on circling right back to it after i had you guys say that so uh like what did he come up with the whole design himself or did you guys have some sort of idea in mind that you pitched to him 
we gave him just a rough idea. And the first, I wasn't completely sold on the idea. First off, I didn't think it was going to work. And then he gave us a rough idea and it was more of like a, like a Hummer instead of like a Lamborghini or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, like I get it now. I think this is going to work. So we just asked him to tweak it a, a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think the references mm-hmm. were uh, Synthwave and then like Mad Max. And I think the first vision was more Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, I definitely synth. see that now that you say that. Right. Like with right. the desert and shit. Yeah. But no, that was like the, I think that was the second rendition. And it was, yeah. And then just, we were fucking sold on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The color pot, like the color scheme reminded me kind of like Blade Runner slash like Miami Vice almost. Yeah. Yeah, We're for sure. We're all really big into Time Cop. So that's, yeah. Time Cop 1985. I like, I'm a little late to the game, but I just like found out about that that band like three months ago and I'm like what the fuck where have i been you know <laughs> yeah well so we just dope. got to it um what last year yeah i think it was last year i think tony tony was the first one to uh enlighten us yeah yeah that stuff's great man Run the day that tony was driving late at night he was just that was all he was listening to and yeah. now <laughs> and now that's all we listen to <laughs> yeah. majority of the time in the van it's it's time cop and you know adjacent artists you guys into like um like the eighties soundtracks and shit? Terminator, Aliens. Oh, I love the Terminator. Fucking Yeah. I think really that's why I personally started loving the shit is just because it feels like that. You know, yeah. there's there's a nostalgia to it. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's com- it's comforting for sure. There's but, nothing better than rolling through wherever in the van at night and you just have time cops going. <laughs> and you got the, the, yeah. you know, the landscapes passing you by and you're just like, fuck yeah, dude, I am comfortable. <laughs> it's awesome. All the Dollar Generals waving by. Yep. Exactly. So uh, back to your band. <laughs> oh, I thought we were still talking about the band. Oh, shit. So you guys put this record out in Halloween, October 31st. It was your first, this is the first full length, if I'm not mistaken, right? Second full length? No, second. Second full length. Uh, but this is the first one with War. Okay. Who was the first one released through? That was, uh, it was through Dropping Bombs, I believe, out of Detroit. But that one, it's just, it's not online anymore. It's, it's a long story, but yeah, it's, it's not online anymore. <laughs> That was before, like the the lineup changes and stuff, correct? Yeah, that was that was when that album was recorded and put out. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's what um, like I I heard about this album coming out, and I think I heard a single from it, and then I went back, and um, yeah, it's a little different. So I definitely dig the the route that the band is going right now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Thank, Thank you. Man. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, I like the the energy to it yeah is one thing that really drew me into it like after the initial holy shit this album artwork's sweet um yeah it comes through fucking awesome on that on this album thank you yeah there's tons of energy into it it's very tight as far as the playing goes and i like that like the bass actually has points where it stands out because there's so many punk and hardcore bands to where the bass gets pushed like way in the back and you never get to hear it. And it was cool to actually well, hear a bass going through there. Injustice for all syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah um as not being like i'm a guitar player first and then a bass player so those are always the best nice bass players on my end to also still be able to hear the bass yeah right. we kind of we're a four piece so i kind of figured you know i told joe when we wrote this stuff too i was like do your thing on bass because i know he's a very competent guitarist and i was like i feel like you kind of need that too when you have only one guitar it just beefs it up to have the bass you know doing its own thing as well yeah the band sounds huge Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why, like you said, Injustice for All Syndrome, it's a shame when people push the bass to the back, because that's, like that's like the backbone of your music right there. Okay, I have a small story. My first band I was ever in, I played bass. I couldn't even tune the thing. All I did was follow the guitar player. Like, that's all hardcore is, you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, back when you're yeah. 16 and you fucking don't know what you're doing. Well, yeah, you just follow along. And, and I think it's just you get, like, you're like people yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, people just get stuck in that or something. I don't know. <laughs> Funny. Well, yeah, it's like a support. That's, I mean, it's the rhythm section. It's support. It's following drums. It's supposed to keep it together, but... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's supposed to also have, like, its own flavor at the same time, too. Absolutely, like, yes. Like, you can't, I mean, that's an awesome instrument. Like, what would funk music be without bass? Like, you got to let that shit come through. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. For sure. Great point. It would be shit without bass. And there'd be no funk. There'd be a whole <laughs> lot of nothing without it. Yeah. Uh, so you guys recorded this, was it Spider Studios in Cleveland? Yeah, Spider. How was that experience? It was uh, awesome, man. Yeah, it was really, really great. Ben, Ben Schiegel, um, just a super laid back dude. We were immediately like, I don't know about you two, but like immediately felt at home, comfortable. Oh, yeah. And after, you know, before not working there, that was our first time. Mm-hmm. And just instantly just like, let's fucking get this shit done. The studio itself is incredible, too. It's like it's a it's just like this complex that he built like on his property. So it's like its own standalone building. And it's just like the room that you record in, it's got like these super tall, like ceilings, wood everywhere. It's like, like a proper control room and everything. It was, it was a crazy experience, but. Yeah. He films like he can, he can do like music videos in there. He's got like a green screen. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Real wild shit. But um, I would love to go back there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Who did the um, the sound engineering, mixing and mastering, et cetera? Was it the same studio? No, that was Nick Jet. Yeah, so from Terror. Oh, okay. Another great fucking band. What's that? Another great fucking band. Oh, dude, the best. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he was awesome to work with too, man. Like he uh, he really took the time to make it sound really, really good. And then we thought we had the finals back, and then he was like, he hit us up. He was like, I've, I've been listening to it over and over again, and I want to tweak it one more time, so just give it like another week. So it was good to know that you know he actually put the time and effort in. Sounds amazing. Fucking A. Yeah, rather than him just being like, all right, I'm done, take it, see ya. Yeah, yeah. it was cool to know like it wasn't just, he wasn't just, you know, collecting a paycheck, just doing some band shit, you know? Like he was, uh, he really, yeah, really he's took into the time. It. Yeah. Now, how did you guys link up with him? We, I don't know, we just hit him up. Um, yeah, I forget. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Andrew from War suggested it. I think that's what it was. I, I think, think that's my, yeah, it. I think Andrew might have suggested it. Okay, so he kind of already had the idea, or he might have used it. He's probably you know worked with him numerous times before, too. 
Yeah. Right, right. Well, I think, uh, didn't Berthold City, didn't he record all of Berthold City stuff? I think he either, you know, mixed or mastered or recorded whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, so, yeah he definitely was... worked with. Cool. Was yeah, this those, you guys' his first time too. being in, like, a major studio? No. Uh, well, yeah, I, guess, I guess that one's probably a different. Depends on major means. Yeah, 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 I guess <laughs> the definition. Yeah. Of major. Well, at least I mean, it's, it's not, not done it's on not a karaoke machine, <laughs> right. you know, like, or a four track. Yeah, or like, a four track. It's, uh, it's not Columbia Records, but it's not somebody's basement. You know what I mean? I'd call right. It well, I mean, uh, Steve Perino's setup was very good as well. Yeah, Steve's who we recorded with with all the other stuff that we've done. Uh, and yeah, Steve's Steve's setup is good too. And he's out of Ohio as well. Yeah, it's over in uh, like uh, the little Italy area kind of like the east side east of the, side yeah downtown i forget i wish i knew the name of it i think it's bottleworks bottleworks studio bottleworks yeah he he's uh steve's, he's steve's incredible great. yeah steve's yeah. very great too walking wounded. Walking wounded. <laughs> what was that yeah, yeah what? shout out shout out walking wounded uh, oh okay that came from way way, way in the back <laughs> he's in the pisser uh, I just heard like a faint walking wounded. <laughs> how how did you guys hook up with uh, War Records? Uh I think that was mostly Ryan. He Andrew put out back when the band first started. We put out a demo, yep. and then everything shut down. And then in the midst of that shutdown, we recorded an EP. And then I don't know if Ryan got a hold of War and asked if he would put it out, but he put the demo and the EP out on the tape on war and then i think just ryan kept in touch with him that's awesome yeah i have a copy of that tape sounds pretty good for a fucking tape but i mean in all honesty i just got it like six whenever i started listening you know i haven't heard it it wasn't like i had it pre-fucking covid or anything (laughs) was this this band was not started during the pandemic was it it was before before that that's what i thought uh, january of 2020 is when we started Okay, so, so like a little bit before, like a week. Yeah, <laughs> everything moved fast though. I feel like we wrote that demo within the first few practices, and then just decided to record it just to have it. Right. Um, we had I want to say we had like four shows lined up already before everything shut down, and then it was just yeah, obviously none of them happened. Yeah, I would imagine, like, we've talked to numerous bands that have gone through sort of the same thing where they were like, hey, we had a show lined up, and then you know what happened. Or we had shows lined up, and then you know what happened. Or we were going to be set to record, or, you know, just numerous cases where it screwed everybody up. But yeah, now we have, like, this plethora of just phenomenal music coming out the last few years. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Just, Just an absolute explosion. Which I would say you guys are a part of. Definitely. I mean, so gonna far, say, like, how's you're the scene down there? Going up in, like, your uh, Instagram is huge. I see you guys being doing some large shows and everything. So just in a short amount of time, like, and going through that with the pandemic, it's impressive. Uh, should we even get into it? <laughs> the Instagram <laughs> followers, is, that's, a whole, that's a whole fucking thing. We don't know how it happened, but we just started getting spammed with bots. And when that happens, there's no way to like delete them in bulk. You have to individually delete them. Yeah. So we individually deleted like ten thousand of them, and then Holy got hit with shit. twenty thousand. 
And then we're like, fuck it at that point. Just like, whatever. It's, it's, Keep them. We don't cover Instagram enough. Right. <laughs> to really like bug us. But it was just like, all right, this is weird. Yeah, it's still, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks seeing uh, 47,000 followers. Yeah, because it's, it's whatever at it's this just, point. Yeah. yeah. So how how is touring going then? Touring? Yeah. You guys seem, like I've watched some uh, YouTube videos and you guys fucking put on a hell of a show. I was just wondering, um, yeah, like Ryan, he's fucking an amazing front man, dude. Um, he's, he's insane. He's, yeah, he's he, he's got the it, that's for sure. It's yeah, he's he if he sees anything he can swing on and climb on, he's gonna be on it. So yeah. So do you have any um shows coming up, or any past shows that are yeah. fucking memorable? Yeah. Any funny ass stories? Uh yeah, we're we're taking we've got two shows next weekend. Uh. One in New Jersey with uh, for the Without Peace. Okay. Uh, for the, was it LP or EP? I think it's a full it's record release. It's full length, a full length release. Uh, and then we got a local show here with, was that with Sawchuck? Yeah. Yeah, with Sawchuck. Shout out Sawchuck. Yeah, shout out Sawchuck. Uh, we're kind of taking a break though. I had to get shoulder surgery. So Ouch. Uh, they're ripping those two gigs with, uh, with a fill-in. Joe's going to take over on guitar for two shows. Ah, uh, okay. What's, yeah, um... I don't know. We don't, I don't know if we have anything planned for yeah. spring or summer yet. After, after the, the two next weekend, we're just going to lay low, let Dave heal up, and then hopefully get back to it, yeah. you know, late spring, summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, really the best time to be at it anyways. Dude, yeah, after – I don't know if you guys heard what happened to our friends in Bitter Truth. Yeah. Yeah. After, yeah. yeah, we're – Never playing, never touring in winter ever again after that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like living in Midwest, yeah, you guys know what the weather's yeah. like. The, like the driving yeah. conditions can be fucking ridiculous. I've missed yeah. a lot of shows because of snowstorms. We're way up in Alpena, Michigan, and it's like a four-hour drive to Detroit, a little more. And sometimes it's like, fuck it, man, you know. Dude, I grew up in uh, Traverse City, so like, no I know shit. That, yeah. yeah, I played in a band there. Like in the mid two thousands, called Tiger. Tiger, I don't recall. I never stayed up on a TC music scene. So. Uh, <laughs> I saw Two Stars Burning Sun there. Walls of Jericho. Yeah, I remember you guys would you guys would roll like 10, 20 people and yeah, come over. We rolled deep. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was not, a good time. Not anymore. <laughs> Everybody's all spread out. Now. Yeah, now there's like we'll, we'll show up in like a like fucking Ford Focus or something, you know. <laughs> Did everybody stick around in Alpena, or did they all move away? Um, a little bit of both. Right on. It's usually like the people that had kids and stuff stuck around, and then everybody else was like, "See ya." And now the ones that are like, "See ya," are like coming Damn, back. Yeah, they're yeah. coming back and having <laughs> kids, and we're like almost done with all that shit. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, before we go on a tangent, there, let's yeah, yeah. get back to the album. Uh, oh, no. So. Going into, like, I read that it took you guys roughly four days to track everything, um, like, while you were in the studio. Go Leading into that, like, how long did it take to write the whole album all together? Um, when did, when did we start? I'm trying to think when, because I know that we had some ideas that we were using when we did that run down to Tulsa and back. Right. But I'd say, I think it was probably, we probably started in, like, December, actually, like, really writing and i want to say it took, I don't know, two three months 
it was written very quickly. It, written it didn't take very long. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the best things happen, like they just flow together and they, you got what you got. Like, yeah. And I mean, our songs are only a minute and a half long at the most. So it's like, right. You get three riffs and then you got a song essentially. Yeah. I like some of the songs where I, I just had to go plug my phone in. So I don't have the titles in front of me, but um, there was a song that was like, Jeremy's pulling it up right now, so I'll just I, yeah, I took save myself of the, the time. <laughs> I should have just brought the fucking thing with me, but I didn't know if it was going to rain. Okay, I was getting to short-term pleasure, long-term hell. Yeah, that's dude, that's a fucking about. sick song, too. That was, like, my favorite song on the record. Thank you. Is that the one, like, where you're singing, or he's singing about, like, like money, shit? money isn't real, just spend it how you want it. Yeah, dust shit. off shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that shit, it. because, like, I don't know, as a record collector, like, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm just dumping all this shit that's collecting dust. I mean, I use them, but they still collect dust. Hey, at least you use them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we've uh, talked about this a handful of times yeah. where most, like, I think it's like 50, 60% of collectors don't even play the stuff. But I just thought from a collecting standpoint that the song was entertaining. I'm a listener first, I guess, because I'll, like, crack open a fucking $100 record and, like, Oh, yeah, I don't have anything sealed. Yeah, we're just just like, whatever. Um, But the title track, Who Wants to Die Tonight, I've read that there's a story behind that about uh, an old show. Uh, I think it was Peabody's was the venue. I think that's Ryan's story. I'm not familiar with it. That's that's... what I was going to ask, because I I know it was his interview, but I was like, I want to know more about that story. (laughs) Or like who played I don't know. I don't know the exact details of it. So what you know. read in that interview is as much as we know about that. Yeah. Okay. Was it like, like a fight broke out? Someone, and yeah, someone, like, someone yelled that. And, then, <laughs> and yeah. Ryan just loved it ever since. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an awesome title. And like, it sets the tone for the record when you jump into it. Like, as soon as oh, yeah. that Who Wants to Die Tonight chants out and then it goes into the breakdown, like, you know that the next 14 minutes that unfold are going to be fucking awesome. Is it that long? It's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, my only, that's my only <laughs> thing. It's like, God damn it. I wish it was like five minutes longer. <laughs> Is it thir- was it 1355? Yep. Okay. So just, just shy of 14. Apple Music yeah. says 14, so that's what I got. They don't give me right. seconds. That's like the best, though, man. Every song fucking rips since to the point, you know? Yeah, that was that's what we were going for. Accomplished. Thank you. So, if I have my info here correct, Dave, you're uh, one of the founding members of the band, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, when you guys were putting this together, I, like, because I know you had some lineup changes, like, what was your inspiration to get the band started? Um, Ryan and I worked together, and we've worked together for probably close to eight years. So. It's always been kind of, you know, oh, we should start a band together. But it was it was always when either he was doing a band or I was in something or I was just I was too busy or something like that. And then it came up again. And then at the time I had a lot of free time. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do it. Because at the time there wasn't there weren't any bands like straight up hardcore bands in Cleveland. It was all it was very metal leaning. Well, I mean, we had Wall Creeper still at that time, but um but I mean, as far as like fast, like what we what we do, that there weren't any bands like that. We're like, you know what? Let's just let's start a band that sounds like what we grew up listening to in like, you know, the mid two thousands. 
like internal affairs and brace war and shit like that and mixed with like down to nothing and yeah just kind of how it came about i love it man that there's a lot it seems like there's a definitely a um thirst for like that nostalgic era of hardcore right now and i I fucking dig it man there's oh yeah well what's cool to me about it is like there is all the nostalgia for the older hardcore, but it seems like every newer band has their own little twist Definitely, that they're putting on yeah, things. It's like, it, yeah, it has that old flavor, but sounds completely brand new. And yeah, you guys definitely do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to like shows and stuff, do you, I know that you said you have a couple shows coming up. Um, who are you guys playing with? Because looking through, I see that you've played with like Suicide Machines and... Uh, Bitter Truth and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so are you talking about the show next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, so the one in Jersey uh, is Without Pieces record release. They just got uh, signed to war and then looks like, what's that? One, two, three, four, four other locals there. Um, are they New Jersey locals? Or? I think so. Yeah. They've got Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill, Dusters, I don't know how to pronounce that name, Negative Force. Odiame, maybe? Odiame. Uh, I would sure. say you're pretty good on that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was that just, one. <laughs> I was looking at it as you were like, I don't know how to pronounce that. I was thinking, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Odiame? I don't know. Odiame. Odiame? I guess you'll have to ask him when he gets to the show. Damn! That's what it is. Probably. Oh, damn. It could be it. <laughs> We'll, we'll make a joke about it at the show. <laughs> they're immediate, and then, they're uh, immediately going to be like, these Cleveland guys. Yeah, they'll regret that. <laughs> and then the next day we have a show back home in Cleveland, or technically Lakewood, at Slime House. With right Saw, Sawchuck, drug, drug abuse, abuse, and, and Cum Jar. That's a band I haven't heard of. That's a fucking interesting name. You're not going to get on many marquees by uh, the name of (laughs) Cumbar. Did any of you guys see that video that went viral back in the summertime where there's that big-ass punk show in like a Taco Bell parking lot? I don't think so. I missed that one. Oh, well, anyways, that happened here, and I think it was the guys in Cumjar that were like part of it. Like, who put that on? Uh, Oh, I I'm believe gonna... they did another one in the Adult Mart. Yeah, the Adult Mart parking lot. <laughs> like they just so we're trying set to up in Taco lot. Bell parking lot. Yeah, that's a fucking awesome idea. <laughs> like, we interviewed a dude one time that set up in front of Walmart and started rapping, and uh, <laughs> like I, you know, like me, I would have never thought of doing that. But going to Taco Bell would be a genius idea because who the fuck? the people going to Taco Bell are going to be like, fuck yeah, dude, let's stop here. We were literally just talking to, <laughs> we were interviewing just talking somebody about else Taco and we were Bell talking about Taco in Bell. An interview. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking great idea. Yeah, it seems like they know what they're doing with these parking lot shows. Yeah, well, I mean, you do get attention with the name of Cum Jar. Yeah. Their logo sick too. It's just a jar and then the words all in this like slimy font. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wrote it down to check it out when I leave here for yeah. sure. Oh, I don't think they have any recorded music, but there's videos and stuff. So. 
I'll find something on the internet. They got their uh, Instagram. I believe it's at Cumjar Official underscore something like that. <laughs> right on. I mean, it'll come up if you type in um, the words are Cumjar. Yeah. But C U M space J A. Yeah, we got her, dude. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, anyways, uh, it's not like there's gonna be a lot more on there for that, but with the internet, you never know. Instagram. Right, just so you find it. Yeah, I got it. That's probably why it's got it. Uh, so for shows, do you guys have like sort of any bands that you would really wish that you do get to play with, like in the future? Um, Terror. Terror. That'd be. <laughs> would cool. love to play with Terror. Love to play with Terror. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've got the homies. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. Maybe if I was younger, I would probably have a list. Right. I mean, just a year ago, playing with Suicide Machines was one of them. And we did that in December. Yeah, that's so, dope. I mean, I'd love to play with them again, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing with a Negative Approach tonight. Oh, shit, that oh, small that's a show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tonight and tomorrow. That looks so sick. I think they're both sold out, actually. Yeah, they oh, sold out sure. a while like, ago. Real quick, yeah. yeah. Sold out pretty fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess going back earlier before the band, like, how did you guys get into hardcore? Because I know Cleveland has a pretty uh, legendary hardcore scene with, like, One Life Crew and shit like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who wants to go first? We'll just go down the line again. All right. Well, for me, it was, I mean... As you guys know, like, grew up in the same area. For me, it was mainly, like, just downloading shit. And then the Hellfest DVDs were, like, big time what got me into it. Um, and then the drummer of the band that I was in when I lived in Michigan, he was kind of always sending me bands to listen to. Like, he's how I discovered Hatebreed. Um, trying to think, like, what other bands he turned me on to. But mainly it was just because he had that first Hellfest DVD and he let me borrow it. And it just kind of, like, went from there. Great fucking way to start, man. Dude, yeah, and just, you know, like everybody, every older person is going to say, you know, this went through the thank yous list, found bands that look sick, went to the mall that weekend, went to FYE, like found whatever bands I could li- like find, listened to their their songs, like if I liked it, bought the CD, went through those thank you lists, found other bands that I thought sounded cool and just, you know, just like that. So on Because the so internet forth. wasn't what it is. No, fuck no. What's that? The internet, you couldn't even find shit like that on the internet back then. Maybe Hatebreed if you were lucky. No, I remember, I looked out one time, I remember uh, Napster. I was downloading, so Napster, there was a feature where you could like message people. Because uh-huh. if they logged off, it would stop your download. So whenever I'd be downloading something, I'd hit them up and be like, yo, just stay on until this, back on, just, just stay on until <laughs> this, this finishes if you can, you know. I forget what it was that I was downloading, but someone, they were just like, they were like, oh, you like, you know, whatever band it is. And I was, I think it was like No Effects or some shit. I was like, yeah, I'm into it. And they're like, here, check out this band. It was Shy Halu. Like, cause they were oh, from Jersey. Damn. And nice. And I was like, all right. And, and then that was kind of like the first time that like it clicked for me. Cause I was into, you know, Rancid and No Effects and all that shit, like middle school going into high school. But it was just, I hadn't heard anything like that before. Yeah, Shy Halu's sick, dude. Mm-hmm. I think it was Set Your Body Ablaze was the first song I heard blew my fucking mind 
I was waiting for the next guy to go before I started. I, oh, before yeah. I, started. <laughs> I didn't want to start talking. I was, honestly, about... I was just kind of looking at That's the awkward I was looking at Dave's wall over here. <laughs> looking at his book. But uh, for me, man, it was, uh, I got into, so I have older siblings. And of course, I got into like skateboarding because of them. And then I got into punk rock because of them. So a lot of uh, 90s skate punk and shit growing up for me and the the heavier side of things and hardcore didn't really click until I heard Kid Dynamite. And then honestly, that that's that was the band that did it for me. My That's my story. That was your gateway <laughs> drug. Short, short sweet. Um, <laughs> transition into into hardcore and then that's when i just just started to discover other bands yeah it's a i mean that's how like we all discover it as we find a handful of bands we love and then go down a rabbit hole and but some people never go past the bands that they initially love they're just like this is what i got this is what i'm sticking with yeah yeah I which actually, i'll go ahead actually kind of good I'm, I'm guilty of that shit where there's, yeah, there's certain, you know, I'll still go listen to albums that came out in 95. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying like, don't listen back. I'm saying, like, album. some people never stop to think, like, there's other music to listen oh, yeah. to as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's For people sure. I worked with that it's like they're 20 years behind, so I'll, they're, like, playing Nickelback all day, dude, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck man like how you know and it's i don't know it blows me away like you said i don't know how people don't move on you know yeah or just like people don't have like what what's the craziest thing to me is you talk to people that just like don't even care about music yeah they're weird it's, yeah. They're like yeah i don't really listen to music and you're like what's the fuck are you talking about yeah i don't what do you mean you don't I, that's like music? i'm sorry we're never gonna get along have a nice life walk away <laughs> that's when you just like, look something... at him and you're like do you not have a soul <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. Oh, shit. Like, shit, do you have any idea how important it is, you <laughs> stupid asshole? Yeah, no, I, but I think that's music people that think that way. Like, I don't think every person is wired that way because I've met people that are just like, yeah, you know, I like a couple songs. And I'm like, you like songs, and that's it. There's not, like, albums you love, artists you love, nothing. Like, you got three yeah, songs, and that's it. It'll blow my mind when I'll meet people that it's like, yeah, I went to like three concerts last year. It's like like only three? What? <laughs> yeah, I've gone to three shows in like one weekend. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, if we didn't have to drive so far for shows most of the time, I'd be at them every weekend too. But a lot of times, like it's a whole ass day for us to go to a show. It's a whole ass yeah. family, kid thing, yeah, wife man. getting in the way. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I remember one time Life. I drove four hours on like a Wednesday to go watch Brace War play a five minute set at Sata Gage. <laughs> nice. And then just turned around and drove back and I'm pretty sure I went to work like the next day. <laughs> Dedication, man. Yeah. Dedication. I've done it, but yeah. the older you get, you're just like, oh man, I don't want to fucking drive there and back the same night for an hour long show. It's an eight hour drive, you know, both ways or whatever combined. But I wanted to say before I move too far to where it's too too late for me to go back, I was thinking like when one of you said Hellfest was kind of your uh, intro or a, a helpful uh, gateway at least. But it's funny to me like how many times 
Hellfest has been used as the introduction to that style of music for people. It's like the hardcore equivalent to the Ed Sullivan show for the Beatles, kind of. <laughs> well, I feel like it was kind of like, you know, time and place thing. Like I said, the internet wasn't what it is now. So it's like, and that's the only, that was like such a, there were so many bands that were on those DVDs. Like, oh, yeah. that's how I found out about Marauder. Like, uh, I'm trying to think what other bands that I didn't know existed until I watched one of those DVDs. Uh, like, that's how I got into Walls of Jericho. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were always stacked with a fucking solid lineup. Same as, like, when they used to do the Victory Sampler. and. Um, I remember, yeah, there was a Victory DVD that my, uh, my friend had, too. And on it was, like, a full live set of Hatebreed playing. But it was like you couldn't even see the band from the camera angle and the sound was all shitty but like we still watched the whole thing it was fucking awesome like at the time oh yeah because at the time you're like this is all i got i'm gonna i don't care if it's complete shit i'm gonna watch it yeah. did you exactly. did you which um health did you say 2002 or 2003 did you ever watch the 2001 the very first one yeah yeah, that was the first one I watched. Okay, okay. That's like, I was just one. That's where I first heard Converge, and I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. I'm like a huge Converge yeah. fan. That was how I got into Hope Conspiracy, I want to say, because they had a set on there. Yeah, they're uh, fucking sick. Bane, Bane had a set on there. That's how I got into Bane, I want to say, too. The Walls of Jericho one was fucking insane, too. Did you listen to that new Hope Con EP? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking dope. It's perfect. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's perfect. It's, it blew my mind that they, they just dropped it out of nowhere. I know, I know. I was super fucking pumped about that shit. I've got my fingers crossed that they're somehow going to be on Tied Down this year, but I, I don't know if they're doing shows or not. But oh, I was like, why would, would you be... drop an EP if you're not going to play something big? That'd you be know? fucking great. Yeah, they haven't announced anything yet. Did you get tickets yet? No, I need to, though. I definitely need to. I'm going no matter what. Yeah, you might want to get on that. Yeah. Last time it sold out like way in advance. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. Like I was supposed to go, and then I was like, "Oh, I can't get a ticket now," and I had to call <laughs> my boy and be like, "Uh, sorry, dude." It was like very disappointing. I tell you what. Oh, but, Tony, how'd you get into hardcore? <laughs> I forgot to get from. I mean, do they care anymore? No, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, we care. <laughs> we always we care. Just, everybody goes on tangents. That's why the more people we get, the more like chatty. It bounces around. I didn't want to interrupt the flow and be like, hey, but what about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have. That would have been great. <laughs> Go ahead, though, man. How did you get into hardcore? Yeah, I mean, the truth is I don't listen to music. Oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's not the truth. But um, I'm, not, I'm not really a hardcore guy. I mean, I have a like my handful of bands, but it all really came from the more metal side of things. So I think it shows um, on the new album too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, if you look at the album, like just from a drumming perspective, it is a metal album oh, in yeah. my opinion. Absolutely. Um, but uh, as far as like hardcore bands or hardcore adjacent, like, like Dave said earlier, hate breeds up there. Um, for me personally, uh, early on, it was like Throwdown and uh, First Blood is another one. Oh, First yeah. Blood's um, fucking and, sick. Yeah, and then Barrier Dead for sure is oh, a huge definitely. one. 
Yeah, I remember Um, seeing finding them on the victory sampler. Yeah. So you Um, said you're a metal dude. Heavier tracks is so good, and so is Beauty and the Breakdown. But so what? Like, what got you into metal then? Or talk about like what? How'd you get into what bands got you into music? Got you wanted wanted to play drums. So uh, metallically, I guess I would say Metallica's one of them. (laughs) For sure. And then. one of my favorite bands to this day is Fear Factory. I just love, um, I love industrial and I love syncopated double bass quite a bit. So that's one. I actually never got into Fear Factory. I didn't. Either. And I love industrial stuff, but I just, that's one band I always overlooked. Not that and, and then Nine Inch Nails, that's a Cleveland band. So right. um, I'm into as well. But what's the album I like by Fear Factory, Tony? Obsolete. Is or that, demanufacture. Demanufacture. Listen to demanufacture. Oh, I've heard it. I just yeah. uh, oh, okay. it's not that it was bad or anything. I didn't dislike it. I just never like continued to keep listening to it. You know. Oh, I mean okay, the okay. the vocals are pretty hardcore uh, adjacent too. I mean it's oh yeah, really absolutely like yelling. It's like very harsh yelling. Um, but Fear Factory is another one. Um, Camara is a, a band I was really into growing up that got me into drums actually when I was 14 um, and the impossibility of reason came out. Tony was very excited to record with the guy that recorded that album. So shit, yeah. I would be too. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, kind of crazy though. Cause that album sounds amazing. And I remember we got there and we we're like, so you recorded that album here. And he's like, Oh no, I recorded that in my mom's garage. <laughs> so we're like, okay, so this is gonna this album's gonna sound fucking awesome then, is what you're saying. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when the impossibility of reason came out. I was in like junior high listening to that. Yeah, it was twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's another band I really uh, honestly never got into. Chimera? Yeah. They're a good band. I was on another kick at the time, probably. No, that shit happens where you're like really into something else at the time and you just accidentally bypass a whole like run of fucking awesome bands. Oh, yeah. I didn't get into them either. And I had friends that were into them. But for some reason in my mind, I was like, that's a new metal band. I don't I'm not going to listen to that shit. Well, one of their albums, their first like album was a new metal. Yeah, but they like tuned to B and stuff like that. That's fucked up. But um, another really cool thing about this album and Camara and everything like that is that uh, like we we recorded in the same room that Camara was rehearsing in for their like reunion show they just did in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was yeah, they did it May 12th and 13th of last year. And then on the 13th, we left for a week-long tour with Direct Measure from St. Louis. Shout out Direct Measure. So shout shout out out Direct Measure, Measure, first of all. Best Buds. Best Buds. um, Well, and also Bitter Truth are Best Buds, but... So many friends. um, (laughs) And shout out, so Camara playing those two weekend shows at Agora. Uh, The 12th, I went, and that was the Friday night, to see Integrity and State of Conviction, which is um, also a Mushroom Head side project, if you're familiar with them. Yep. yep. Okay. I've but that's like them, the, them play the more hardcore times. one. Okay. I've seen Mushroom Head live a few times. There you go. They um, always used to put on a like, really cool Halloween show. Oh, you would come down for that? Yeah, I've been to one before. 
Oh shit! Yeah, they. Uh, I think they still do here in Cleveland every year. Really? Yeah, really? I haven't. I haven't like. I've seen them at Agora. Yeah, I think the last one was at Agora. Would that have been Peabody's then, or probably, probably Peabody's? Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. Which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that was the venue that um, was in the story about the album title. We have a. There's a venue in Detroit called Harpo's that's kind of notorious for a bunch of shit like that too. <laughs> I remember hearing stories of Harpo's. I never went. Wasn't you never went. You're not missing anything, dude. You have to. You have to do it at least once. Why? Shit gets stolen out of your car. You fucking stand and piss. Like. Oh, that was yeah. Everybody was saying like, yeah, your car's gonna get broken into if you go to a show at Harpo's. There's a shitty yeah. band that opens always covering Slayer in the worst kind of way. There's one <laughs> one security guard to manage an entire crowd. Oh, I, I didn't see. <laughs> and that. he's always at the door. He's not even inside. But yeah, no, you're not missing anything. No, you're not missing much. Like, they definitely have had some amazing shows there. Like, Typo Negative used to play there all the time. I never got to see them, unfortunately. But uh, I've seen the Misfits there. I've seen Hatebreed there. Um, you know, and on and on. I've seen Guar there, et cetera. Like, they put on some awesome shows, but it's in just a shit area. Like, it, you do not want to leave anything remotely appealing in your car and even if you don't there's still a good chance it's getting broken into <laughs> that's what i've heard and i know like there's old like i don't even think they still do shows of, there do oh they? yeah they still do, do they? shows all the time there's old like hardcore stories of like uh, like in cold as life days back in like the the early days of the band where like people were getting stabbed at shows and like one dude died out front and just all this crazy stuff where it's like there's a lot of cool lore behind it but when you go there you're like man this place is a dump like this is what everybody's been talking about <laughs> They haven't like changed the carpet in like fucking forty years, and it's just cigarette burns everywhere. <laughs> so much history in that. Carpet. So much history. <laughs> Can you just imagine? It, it only took me one time. Yeah, I've been a few times, and uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's just such an uncomfortable feeling being there, where you're like, man, fuck this. Like, you got people nodding out behind you and shooting up and stuff, and it's it's just. I don't know. Wow. Didn't like it, man. Shout out to my boy Josh Hagen. It's his car that I got busted into, and he stood in the piss with me. <laughs> <laughs> the bathrooms, like I'm sure you guys have heard about CBGV's bathrooms. Like the the Harpos would be the equivalent to CB's for bathrooms and stuff. They used to be. Now that's glass here. Yeah, I was gonna say. They used to be. Yeah, rough, rough bathroom. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have your fair share of venues that are along the same lines of it, too. Definitely. Because Cleveland is, uh, it doesn't feel too far off, like, when you're, you, it's the same atmosphere as Detroit. For sure. Yeah, just a little For smaller. Sure. <laughs> just less White Castles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. I don't think they know the lore. We used to have White Castle, and then they took them all away from us, for whatever reason. We don't know why. Like, throughout all of Ohio? There's like no all of Northeast Ohio yeah. where we live. They have White Castle down in Columbus still, oh, okay. but not in our area. We have like three or four, and they all shut down. They're all gone. They're all gone. Some somebody I mean, needs to fucking sign a petition or something. Pick it. Write my senator. There you go. <laughs> the guy's gonna be like, I'm, I became senator for this. <laughs> no, it gives me an excuse to come back to Michigan. Yeah, it's a nice treat now. Yeah. 
Have you guys played any shows in Michigan with Last Gasp? Oh, yeah. We played Detroit, what, like four or five times? Like a handful of times, yeah. Like more than enough to, you know. Once with the old lineup and then the rest were with you guys, right? Yeah. We've been up there so much. We played one of those sweat fests, right? Yeah. That was in Grand Rapids. That was in Grand Rapids. That was was GR, okay. We play, yeah, about four or five times in Detroit, played Grand Rapids. Edgeman's Detroit. Edgeman is Detroit. We played. Well, after you get done with your surgery and fucking you guys get back out, we'll try to fucking make it down and catch you live. Dude, for sure, yeah. Yeah, man, come out and hang out. Dude, and we're playing live constantly when Dave's arm isn't after surgery. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, like... (laughs) <laughs> ample ops for sure and we love michigan so we're we're always gonna come back yeah, and then we're, we're gonna play around town whether we book it or someone happens to put us on a show i've actually never been to any hardcore shows or i've been to two shows in grand rapids that's it they always seem to land in detroit but i've noticed that a lot more are popping up in grand rapids oh yeah for sure it was i i lived there for I went to school at Grand Valley for two years and then I lived there for a year. And when I was there, there was a lot coming through. I feel like anything that hit Detroit was hitting Grand Rapids as well. So Yeah, it, that seems to be the pattern now, like with most bands that are touring, they try to hit both. But I feel like I saw there was like a, a year where I saw like Bleeding Through and Throwdown came through Grand Rapids like seven or eight times. Jesus. In that. Damn. Yeah. Sick. They must have just been like right in the area where they were like, well, we might as well keep kicking out shows. Yeah, I feel like they just, yeah, they were just touring like crazy back then. I was just going to say before we like start getting to wrap things up here shortly, like, uh, one, do you guys have any uh, like social media plugs that you want to get out out in the open or uh, upcoming announcements or anything like that? Um, yeah, just follow, follow our whack ass Instagram account. We need, we need more real followers. We yeah. need real followers. Uh, I say shout out Direct Measure, shout out Bitter Truth, uh, shout out, shout out uh, Doubt It, Doubt It, shout out Atomic Witch, Atomic Witch. Uh, trying to think, who else we played with? What other bands we played with? I'm trying to think of Cum Jar. Oh, shout out Jester from uh, <laughs> Daytona Beach, out Florida. Cum Jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah jester I, I feel like i want to boost that band that band's so sick jester but it's the uh, s is a z okay. yes jester. yeah they're from what'd you say daytona? daytona beach yeah they're fucking incredible yeah yeah i'll definitely have to check that out i always uh, have a list after we get done with things uh, yeah, talking totally. to people because we're always bouncing music back and forth so usually by the end of an episode i got four or five new things to check out oh yeah but before we log off log off um i don't know if you guys ever listen to any of our other episodes or anything but we always ask people this at the end or towards the end of episodes um and you guys, this will be another, you'll have to go one by one thing. But uh, what is something that you listen to that people would not expect you to listen to? Ooh, I'll let you guys go first. I agree. Um, I'll go first, I guess, because these two are probably, yeah, you guys would dive in here. Something, uh, I love Casey Musgraves. Fuck <laughs> okay. yeah. I think she's incredible. Awesome. I actually enjoy her too. 
Hell yeah, dude. We we're like all over the place musically. Like, Fuck uh, yeah. We do this in the back of my record store, and um, not even just aside from that, like we're into like blues, soul, R and B, jazz, hip hop, metal, death metal. You know, uh, oddities, all types of shit. All right, I'll say it. so. One of the oddest things that I listen to probably is a uh, it's a group called Rodrigo y Gabriela. Yep, they're flamenco guitar yeah. players. Yeah, but they grew up listening to like Metallica and shit. Yeah, they like they even do like a Orion cover and some other stuff. It's it's fucking incredible. Oh yeah, they're fucking amazing. They're actually they're playing uh, Grand Rapids in like May, I believe. I think like late oh, May. Oh, so they're going on tour. Yeah. I gotta see if they're coming here then. I didn't see if they were coming to Ohio. Well, I wasn't looking, but uh, I did see they came. They're coming to Grand Rapids late May because I we usually do a record show in Grand Rapids in May, and mm-hmm. I was trying to like see if it's gonna be around the same time because I was like, "Fuck, I totally go to that." Um. All right, I'm looking right now. But yeah, I love oh, that group. Like, May 14th. All right, sick, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, no problem. They're playing at. I have like a couple live DVDs of them and just watching them play and what they do because it, it feels like personal when you're watching the show because they don't yeah. do anything fancy. They don't have like a huge stage lighting show. It's just them two like jamming out and they do a fucking amazing job at it. Yeah, I've only listened to that one, that album that's got like the crocodile eye. Yeah, that's the one that has the Metallica covers on it. Yeah, oh, it's it's so fucking good. Yeah, the one that they just came out with a new album last year. I have to check it out. I can't remember the name of it, but it's got like some uh, really cool like orchestral build up background stuff going on in it, and it it just makes the record sound huge, like cinematic almost. I love that. Hell yeah. Tone, what's uh, your crazy artist? So it's supposed to be music people wouldn't expect me to listen to. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, like, just by association of the band you're in, like, most people associate it that you're going to be listening to hardcore, metal, et cetera. Like, is there anything kind of not in that realm that you listen to? Well, we, we kind of flipped that on its head with the album. Like, yeah. with the album art and the and we talked about the electronics and the ED. Yeah, yeah but see, that, that's all expected. But, We're saying, yeah. like, you fucking, you know, driving to work, jamming fucking Madonna or something, you know? <laughs> I, well, a lot of times it's like Sean Cop. Or Hotel Pools. Or Hotel Pools or King Palm or Gunship. Gunship. You know what? Shout out Gunship. Gunship is the one that I feel like if they heard it, they wouldn't think that any of us. Yeah. You know what? That's a great one. Gunship. Shout out Dave Coleman and his riffs and his shoulder and him saying Gunship. I'm adding that also right now. Yeah, the album's Unicorn, and actually Dave Lombardo from Slayer played drums on a lot of the tracks on that album, so there you go. Oh, awesome. I actually think I might have read about that coming out, but I don't recall. I never listened to it. There's no video, but uh, I mean, you know how albums work. (laughs) Nothing's real. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, I'm glad to hear that somebody else is into Rodrigo and Gabriella because I... Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, I'm I surprised fucking, somebody else mentioned that, dude, to be honest. Yeah, like, I had a friend of mine introduce me to him, and he's like, you ever hear this? And I'm like, nope. So I checked it out, and immediately I was like, fuck yeah, I love this stuff. So it was cool to hear somebody else name drop it because you're one of the first people that I've heard mention it. Oh, yeah, that rules. And now I know that they're coming here. And they're playing at Temple Live, which I have a hookup for. So I'm definitely going to go see them nice. in May. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy. Oh, yeah. But, all right, guys. Um, I know it's getting later in the night and people want to go uh, do shit. So uh, we're going to get wrapping things up and let you guys get out of here. So, um, one, I just wanted to say we really appreciate you taking the time to sit and bullshit with us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thank you. Hell yeah, Dave. Thank you. Next show that we get in Detroit, like, I'll make sure to shoot you guys a message and let you know, like, as soon as we know, so you got time to plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fucking A, man. Definitely shoot us a message, because I run three social accounts, and sometimes shit either blends together for me, or I just don't see it at all. So, (laughs) like, there's a chance I might miss it. Oh, yeah. Are you guys both going to tie down, too? Jeremy's got his ticket already, um, and I will be getting mine as soon as possible. Right on, cool. If so, then if I don't see you before then, I'll I'll try we'll to see you then. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. it seems like we have a long list of people that are like, "Are you guys going to tie down? We're gonna see you there." <laughs> so like, we we have appearances <laughs> to make. The next thing where we know that everybody's going to be at it. Right. Know? So yeah, like definitely, if you guys are there, um, we'll have to link up and say what's up and hang out and whatnot. For sure. But yeah, uh, again, thank you. Like, it's been really cool getting to talk with you guys, talk about the record, and um, I want to say, keep up the awesome fucking work. Like, the I love the album. It's nice catching up with a fucking former Northern Michigander. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, you guys take care and uh, have a good night. All right, have Thanks, a good night, man. man. You yeah. guys too. Peace. Later.